you're okay with going to Lambeau Field in the playoffs because boy, I am not. Ben's overcooked. Take him out the oven. I was going to say, you know those shirts that people get at places that say, I survived whatever? You need one that says, I survived Jameis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Expansion Buddies podcast. I am co-host Justin Wright, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? Good, good. You said welcome to another Expansion Buddies podcast. I think it's the same one. I think, right? We're still doing the same one? Well, I mean, it's another episode of it. There you go. I said what I meant. I meant what I said. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, Jared, I've been thinking someday when we're rich and famous, they're going to have to make a movie. You know, the Expansion Buddies <laughs> or the Expansion uh, Brothers or Buddy Expansions or I don't know. Some, some stupid legally name. safe, uh, some legally safe knockoff. JJ Expansion. There the J&J Expansion. I don't know. <laughs> We came up with dumb names all night long, but I was thinking, you know, should, should that movie come out? I think someone that'd be great to play me would be Kevin James, aka Paul Blart Mall Cop, aka Sean Payton. Yeah. Moving to my segue, well, he may be great to play me. I, we've got similar body type, things like that. He is not a good choice to pick to play Sean Payton. Like, <laughs> let the people what? know what we're talking about here first, if anyone hasn't heard. Yeah, so it was recently announced that Netflix is making a movie about Bounty Gate, which is one of the biggest scandals in NFL history. Um, this is supposed to be a dramatic movie, um, focusing around Sean Payton when he took his year suspension um, and coached his son's football team, like his sixth grade son's football team. You know, by all accounts, a dramatic film. You know, this is something huge. This was a huge scandal, you know life-defining moment i'm sure for sean payton and they cast kevin james to play it and happy madison productions the people behind you know all of most of adam sandler's films you know happy gilmore billy madison um little nicky the grown-ups movies are the ones making it i did not know that they were making it i only found that out today and i can't think of more of a mismatched group and I am really worried that they're going to try to comedify or comedyify this, and I think that's really a bad choice. Yeah, we we talked about this the other night uh, on the phone with each other because I think that news was announced what Monday. I feel like that was. Monday. I think so. I think so. Anyway, uh, yeah, I really like Kevin James as an actor, but man, that's that's a bold casting for the role of Sean Payton. Um, especially in something as serious as Bounty Gate. I, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how that movie tackles that subject matter. I'm going to watch it anyway because, you know, I love a good sports movie. Maybe mm-hmm. it won't be a good one, but I love a sports movie regardless. I'll give it a shot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. My little little uh, hesitant uh, of it so far, but we'll see. Yeah, I, it's a very strange choice. Now, I was thinking about this Expansion Buddies movie, though. I was thinking, like, Kevin James for myself or, like, maybe a Jonah Hill. What about for you? Uh, Charlie? Charlie Sheen, no. Charlie Day. Oh, I did, I thought you said Sheen. I'm sorry. No, you look nothing like Charlie Sheen. Thank you. I, Your coke habits are similar. I'm just kidding. Jesus. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh charlie yeah that'd be a good one charlie day would be a good one to play me i think uh charlie day if you're out there listening to this you got a new new role for you in the future yeah i can't think of anybody else really that fits you 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I do love Jimmy Fallon, but I don't know. I, I'm a pretty tough character to capture the essence of. I don't know if Jimmy could handle it. I was just thinking who could pull off your hair. True. It certainly would not be Mr. Fallon. Uh, maybe Charlie Day could. Mm. Maybe. It or if take- this is like, if this is like from our, you know, childhoods to like our late adulthoods, you know, like we're in our 60 years old or whatever. Um, the, the dad Phil from modern family. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about like a man that is, you know, Ty Burrell, man. I love Ty Burrell. He's already playing the role. Well, he's a huge ducks fan. So he's been I, living his entire life for this role. I'm all about it. I would be beyond flattered. <laughs> uh, anyway, how moving we, on. How did we, uh, yeah. What, what are we going to actually talk about tonight? <laughs> well, so last week we alluded to it. The return of zoo books. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. Just or- kidding. Just kidding. Um, so let's, let's start off with the more recent news. Let's talk about Aaron Donald. Yeah, that was news that broke on Wednesday. Uh, not great allegations coming his way. I believe. Well, I, don't, I don't. I don't think the words allegations. It's he's getting sued over a bar fight. Yeah, where he absolutely pummeled a man. I saw the picture. The dude. The dude got pretty jacked up. It looks yeah. like. Uh, I. I don't know my, many of the details beyond that. I know that the Rams were looking into it. And that's the last I've heard really, but man, this could have some big time ramifications both on and off the football field. True. Um, yeah, that's Aaron Donald. One of the, one of, if not the best defensive players in the league right now, not a man that you want to bump into in a bar if he's in a bad mood, which apparently he was, the story's not fully out yet. Um, Happened in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh at a at a place called the Boom Boom Room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh at this situation, but that that name doesn't seem to fit the rest of this story. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a joke. Uh, no, no, right no there. jokes. It's um, right there, but I'm not gonna take it. Uh, let's compose ourselves. Yeah, We're seriously, serious. this is some serious stuff, though. Coming yeah, out of uh, that, this guy. Um, which actually I got another serious thing to talk about after this. Don't let me forget. Um, but yeah, this man like had bones in his face, broken um, concussion. There's not a whole lot of details other than apparently he bumped into Donald or Donald and spilled his drink and the fight ensued. I, it sounds like Donald and his friends waited after, after club hours for the guy to come out. Um, yeah it's it's a bad scenario most likely what i think we're gonna see though i think we're gonna see him get like i i think like a four game or so suspension i think um he should look at maybe some anger management classes yeah Uh, because losing it like that is not great and if you look at his fight a little it sounds yeah well look at how often he kind of gets in fights in the nfl yeah things get chippy with yeah. that guy uh for sure yeah that's that's like i said so the the serious stuff and then the, on the football field stuff too this this affects the rams obviously if he huge, can't play because he's one of their if not their best player um and we'll get to uh, this team in a little bit 
in our discussions later on, but I think if he can't play for a significant part of the season, that's going to open the door wide open for Arizona to kind of blitz on in. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, we'll get to Arizona a little later on, but yeah, that was uh, some serious news that broke on Wednesday. Yeah. Speaking of serious news though, something I've talked about that I've from the get go, I was hoping he would get the book thrown at him, but Andy Reid's son, and I can't remember his first name. I'm a bad, bad. Uh, Brett. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Brett or Brett. It, I, it's, it's something like that. I think it might be Britt Reed. Britt Reed, Reed, that sounds right. But anyway, Andy Reed's son, who the day before the Super Bowl got in a car accident. He was going like 80 plus miles an hour, slammed into a parked car, and put like a six-year-old girl into a coma that she may never truly recover from that's i saw an article today that she was reduced to like an infant like state horrible he he very well may have robbed this little girl of her regular life um and i i've told you this before but when i heard that happened i was i was just sickened i mean as i of it, course i mean it, it's such a horrible Anyway, he was driving under the influence. He he is officially charged with a with a DWI, um, and maybe facing serious jail time. Which I hope he gets the book thrown at him. I've but, read that it could be up to seven years. I hope it's the maximum that they can throw at him. That's what makes yeah. it worth. Is he blew? He said to the cops that he only had a couple of drinks, two or three, but he blew like a 0.1 alcohol level, like a 0.11, I believe it was, which is way more than three drinks. Crazy over the limit. Yeah. And going that fast, hitting a parked car, and what what is continually piling along making this worse is he was coming from work. Yeah. He was coming from the Chiefs facility. And that is such a blunder by him, by the Chiefs. Uh, It's, 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 there's so many points where this should have been stopped and avoided. That's what that's the perfect word. I was going to say this was completely an avoidable situation on and so many fronts. And it's going to be a black mark for a long, long time as it should be. Uh, there's no excuse. And beyond the personal reasons, I'm glad that the Chiefs lost that Super Bowl. I'm glad they lost the Super Bowl because of this reason. I think that it in some ways it is karma for what happened. And I, 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 I like Andy Reed. I, I feel horrible for him because I can't imagine what he's going through as, you know, this man's son or this man's father, mm-hmm. but I, it makes it hard to root for him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, there needs to be heavy consequences for things like this, not just the coaches and staff, but for players as well. Yeah. And uh, I think there has been a lot of leniency towards players and people in regards in relation to the NFL that they've gotten away with things that they should not have, or at least gotten slaps on the wrist when they should have gotten major punishments. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. It's, it's something that I think needs to change though. It's yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm glad that we're talking about this stuff. It's stuff that I don't think we should shy away from. Um, 
because it is stuff that real life stuff that goes on. And, you know, we talk about sports here and this has something to do with the sports world, but it's stuff that needs to be brought uh, attention to not that, you know, you and I are going to bring a boatload of attention to it more than it already has been, but it's important to talk about. So I I agree with you there. Let's, let's leave it there. Yeah. It's moving on from that. There's another thing that needs to change. There's another rule in sports that needs to change that I am adamant about. Let's hear it. And I'm talking about baseball this time. Oh, let's hear it. I'm, I'm all in. The Yankees are a terrible organization. They need to drop their no facial hair except for mustaches rule. Oh, yeah. It is, it is destroying good men's beards. <laughs> it's a travesty. Oh, my goodness. I did not think that's where we were going tonight. You know, I had another baseball <sighs> that I wanted to talk about. We'll get to it in a second, but since we're here, yeah, it's an absolutely dumb rule, man. And, no. you know, I get it. The Yankees are like this, this, uh, this essence above everyone else, or at least they seem to think so in baseball and in sports, you know, they're a brand. They're more than just a team. They're, they're, you know, on this other level and the pinstripes and, and Babe Ruth and all this stuff that, you know, they, they have this air about them that they're just so much better than you. And so they can put these rules into place. Right. Yeah. Screw that, man. (laughs) No way. Um, And, and the reason I brought this up is, is recently the Yankees traded for, and I'm going to butcher his name. Roaned. Oh, uh, Roned Odor. Rubned Odor. Yeah. Yeah. And have you seen him without his beard? Oh, yeah. I, it's, I don't like it. Uh, he said he's, he came out and said that his own daughter couldn't even look at him for a while after he shaved it. It's, he, oh, it, it's, it's a travesty. Yeah. The he, man lost, you know, <laughs> one of the wonders of the world in that beard. <laughs> it was such a good beard. It was. Uh, he played for the Texas Rangers for a long time. We got to see a lot of him in the games with the Mariners. Uh, he he had quite the uh, the beard going, and yeah, lost it to the evil empire that is the Yankees. Sold his soul and his beard to play for the Yankees. I wouldn't have never never done it's, it. It's a travesty. It really is. He looks, oh, he just looks like he's got such a baby face without it. It's it's really sad. I. He looks we've lost. We've lost another good one, boys. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Odor's beard. We'll yeah, never think, forget you. We are. I think we need to take a moment of silence for that wonderful beard. All right. All right. Uh, you know what's not a travesty though, in terms of baseball. I I know what you're going to tell me, but I want to hear it again. A little gem that Joe Musgrove threw last Friday Ooh. night. No hitter against the very same Texas Rangers we were just talking about. Yes. First no-hitter in Padres team history. I I actually got to watch a little bit of that game. I was at State FFA convention. We were out for dinner at Texas Roadhouse and I was watching it off and on while while waiting and eating dinner, waiting for dinner and eating dinner and I saw that and when that game ended, the Padres just stormed the field. That that place must have been electric. So you would have thought they won the World Series, by the oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I my my kids with me were not huge baseball fans. Were like, why why are they so excited? And I'm like, 
he just threw the first no-hitter in team history. That's a huge accomplishment. Not only did he throw the first no-hitter in Padres team history, kid's a San Diego native. He played for like six or seven different MLB teams before he played for the Padres. Grew up a big Padres fan, dreamed of playing for them most of his whole life. And then to do that, to etch his name in San Diego history like that, that's Mm -hmm. pretty freaking cool. Also, uh, there is now no team in Major League Baseball that does not have a no-hitter. The Padres were the last one that didn't have one. And every team now has at least one. That's super cool. Uh, Looking at Musgrove's stat line that night, he faced almost the bare minimum number of batters. He faced 28. In fact, his only blemish the entire night was not a walk. Uh, It was actually a hit by pitch. He hit one batter in the fourth inning. Otherwise, he would have had a perfect game. (laughs) That's how close he was. That's he. I texted you as soon as that game was over. I'm like, I called Joe Musgrove for my uh, for my shout out this week, and I'm shouting him out. That's it's an incredible story, incredible accomplishment. Wait, now, what? I, I don't think people realize how incredible of a feat that is. Now, obviously, a no hitter is not quite as rare as a perfect game. I think there's only been 27, 28 perfect games in MLB history. The last one, as far as I know, is still uh, King Felix from the Mariners, or formerly of the Mariners, through a, a perfect game against the Rays in 2012. Uh, there's no hitters come along a lot more often than that. I know Lucas Giolito threw one last year for the uh, White Sox. I believe that's the last one until Musgrove threw this one last Friday. Uh, incredible throw. He threw 112 pitches that night against the Rangers. 77 of those pitches were strikes. He struck out 10 batters. Uh, just absolute masterpiece of a performance by him. And I, we've talked about it before, man. The Padres are going to be an exciting team this year. I never thought that they would be exciting because of their pitching, though. It was, I was kind of more... Uh, amped about their offensive power and might but i know (laughs) i know i gotta say man i as a mariners fan i gotta say i i like to root for these padres i really like them historically you see a lot of the mariners in the padres you know not very snake bitten franchise Mm -hmm. they've been to a world series but that's it they did not win it against the yankees i believe it was in 98 uh it would be so cool to watch them go all the way yeah, they're a fun, fun franchise right now. And I think, you know, we've talked about that before, but that is what baseball needs right now. And I, yeah, I will be watching the Padres with great interest this year, going even more so than I have. Um, I'm not leaving the Mariners faithful, but the Mariners make me sad a lot of the time. Yeah, me too. Uh, haven't You kind of been off and on when they've been playing too this week. They've playing a series in Baltimore and two of the games have been rained out. They did a double header to make up for one on Tuesday. They're going to do another double header on Thursday. Uh, weird series right now for the Mariners. Yep. So yeah. Uh, Padres though, super exciting. Awesome stuff. First no hitter of the year. I wonder how many more we're going to get this season across the league. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I, you know, we talked about it being, more common than perfect game, but it's still not incredibly common. No, no. You, you get like two or three a year in a normal season, usually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, congratulations to Joe Musgrove. He's not my shout-out. We'll get to my shout-out later, but uh, he is yours, correct? Correct. All right. Correct, correct, correct. So, I guess um, we'll move back to football now Um, because we need to talk about the Browns. We do. Uh, the Browns have a new uh, pass rusher. 
Yeah. Um, a man that you're rather familiar with, I believe. Uh, yeah, you might have heard of him. His name's Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> I am familiar with him, as I would hope most of the league is by now. Uh, yeah, Clowney signed a one-year deal with the Browns. It could be worth up to $10 million. That's pretty cheap, honestly, you know, to get a guy like Clowney. Um, I, I know it is just for a year, but he, he, he makes them better. He makes this team better than they already were. And mm-hmm. it's just another example of how the Browns are. They're really going for it right now. They are positioning themselves really well with this added pass rush um, help. Coupling that with Miles Garrett. Um, yeah. and, and the Browns have fixed a lot of issues on defense this year. They, um, they're, you know, if they go and they do well in this draft, they very well could be Super Bowl contenders, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've gone from like, I see them going to the playoffs again to like, I am scared. Oh, they could win this division. I think it's going to be between them and Baltimore, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they're with the roster they have right now on defense, like you mentioned, Garrett, Clowney. This team's going to gobble up some offensive lines next year. Um, and it makes you wonder what a team like Pittsburgh or Cincinnati, who plays in that division, who don't have the greatest offensive lines, how they're going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cleveland is doing some, some good things. Clowney on his career uh, obviously has outstanding numbers, 255 total tackles, 32 sacks, 86 QB hits, 18 passes defended. He even has a lone interception went for a touchdown when he played for the Seahawks two years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just remember when he came to Seattle, he was such a help to our defense, getting to the quarterback, disrupting passing lanes, mm-hmm. making life a nightmare for opposition in the backfield. And that's exactly what he's going to do in Cleveland. And I know that he, you know, he's had some injuries. He hasn't played a full season uh, in a little bit now, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but th- don't let that distract you from the fact that this is still Jadavian Clowney. Like, yeah. He's exceptionally good. Again, getting a couple of miles Garrett, you know, looking at some of the other pieces on this defense, like it's, it's a little scary. You know, if greedy Williams can get healthy too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cleveland. Denzel Ward. Like they got a real defense built here. You know what I've noticed with this too, is that this is just another example of how Cleveland has become a destination place for free agents. I know. Uh, You know, it used to be, you didn't want to touch Cleveland with a 10 foot pole. That's how bad it was. Um, That's where careers went to die. And now you've got guys uh, wanting to go there, actively seeking out ways to get there. Uh, So yeah, I mean, this it goes to show how much the Browns as a franchise have uh, flipped the narrative over the last half decade. Yeah, and I mean, but besides their defense, which I love right now, their offense, look at the big names they have now. Like, you you look just a few years ago, and it's like, wow. So their career's over. But now you look and you got Nick Chubb, who, who, who would have thought, man? Like, he, I feel like he just exploded onto the scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big um, time. With Kareem Hunt as the second in the depth chart for running back, like, that's crazy. Yeah. You got well, OBJ, Jarvis Landry. Like, yeah. these are big names. Also, Baker. Come on, man. Baker. Yeah, I mean, Baker. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the Brown, they're a fun team now, man. They've, yeah. they've made themselves 
uh, not only, like I said, a, a, a desired spot for free agents, but they're, they've made themselves a must watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're, I, I find myself tuning into Brown's games more as of late. I did last season for sure. They're, they're an Absolutely. Exciting, exciting team. Uh, it's good for them. Good for the city of Cleveland. Now they would take a huge next step this year. If they could win the division, get a home playoff game. Uh, that would be, that'd be the next step in the right direction. But we've talked about how close they were to going to the AFC championship last year. Um, yeah, they're, they're turning all the right corners. Uh, and the addition of Clowney just, uh, cements that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, they would have gotten to this point even sooner had they not gone through their coaching stumble. Um, I think Stefanski's doing a great job there right now. And, I think he's going to be really able to maximize what Baker Mayfield can do for that team too. See, now here's a movie idea for you. If yeah. you want a football movie, the turnaround of the Cleveland Browns, man. Get, Absolutely. Get, it's it's got to happen, right? Get, get Kevin James in on that movie. Cause you know, there's some funny moments in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, he could play a, Oh gosh. What is that guy's name from hard knocks? He was, uh, I think the O-line coach or something, the set oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, I don't remember his name, but he um, absolutely could play him. Yeah, dude, that guy, very funny man. Um, gosh, yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I would not give you his name for the life of me right now. Uh, yeah, so let's let, come on, Hollywood. Let's get a movie about the Browns turned around going. No yeah. kidding. Like, there, I feel like there's such a lack of like good football content. And we were talking about this a little bit the other day. Um, and I, I had skipped a season of last chance you and I've, I've just got back in um because the basketball season came out but i've come back and to watch the fifth season i i skipped the last one at uh at independence yeah uh, at independence uh but you started the laney season correct yes i i have been devouring it i love it i knew you'd like it i actually sat down because we talked about this the other day i watched i was only halfway through that fifth season i watched uh episode four or five uh or part of it this afternoon Mm -hmm. uh it's so good man it's so good Uh, yeah such a great show for anyone who has not watched it on netflix yet last chance you a great documentary style show about uh these kids who need some some guidance some kids that come from yeah absolutely nothing and football is their way out and it, it it delves into more than that though it's the school side of things it's it's so I, I can't really do it justice rambling about it here, but just no, it, it's a wonderful it. series. I knew you'd like this Laney season though. Yeah, I, that's um oh the uh the the one their their number one wide receiver, and I can't think of his name right now. Um that they turned into a quarterback for a while. Oh my gosh, that yeah, kid. He's good. Like you you just can't help but root for some of these kids. And then some of them like you just want to like bop on the back of the head like what are you doing man come on yeah yeah and that's over yourself that's what these coaches are there to do you know yeah uh anyway great show we kind of got off track again talking about tv football uh back to to uh nfl football uh another move that recently happened uh talking of the afc north a guy leaving the afc north leaving pittsburgh james connor is now an arizona cardinal yeah i was um it was weird like it wasn't something i expected and it, but when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that makes it's, sense. It seems right, you know. Yeah, I think he he can really thrive with the Cardinals. I think this could um, actually be great for his career. Um, I think you know the Cardinals have the potential to, you know, actually run the ball more than Cleveland. 
Or you mean Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But uh, I actually run the ball more than Pittsburgh true. and let Connor really you know, thrive. Oh, I think – I mean, just look at the two teams and where they're at right now. Uh, the Cardinals mm-hmm. are primed to go much further than Pittsburgh in the near future. I believe it. With the team they've built around him, he's going to a team that has DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, just to name a few. Uh, yeah. Well, and also look at how well uh, um, Kenyon Drake did when he got traded there from the Dolphins. Yeah. The guy went bonkers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, he went from someone that I think was really overlooked, and I, I was like, I think this is going to work out well for him, and I picked him up in fantasy, and he won me games. That that guy was going nuts. Cardinals know how to use their players correctly. Yeah. Um. I mean – the best house in uh, Arizona Boy. is doing a good job. I, I, I wondered if we were going to get back on the Cliffs Kingsbury uh, discussion train. Dude, my boy Cliff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's what I said, though. The Cardinals really know how to utilize and get the best out of their guys, and he's a big reason why, man. I really like Kingsbury. I really like that Cardinals team. I just wish, yeah. you know. I, I think it's really interesting how f- many people have come around on him because they're all like, this guy is like a failure. How- I mean, he did some bold things to start off his and i get where the hesitation came from initially but you got to look at it now and be like all right they've built something pretty special there in arizona uh it scares the hell out of me as a seahawks fan um i kind of alluded to it earlier especially if things go really south with the whole aaron donald situation with the rams uh this could be the cardinals division for the taking yeah they they could see that gap and really explode through it to use a running back analogy and you know, they could make advantage of this and, and really jockey for good pole position. Yeah. And, and then, you know, back to the whole James Conner side of things, just for him, I think this is going to be such a great thing for his career. Uh, I agree. Like, like I said, getting out of Pittsburgh right now, it's the time to do it. If Pittsburgh was a stock, it's sell, sell, sell right now. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's, it's great timing on his part to get out of there. Um, and go to a place that is going to be a contender for not only a year, although we've talked about it, Arizona does feel like they're loading up for this year and now, but they're, they're also doing things for their future too, where if Connor does really well on this one year deal, who's to say they don't sign him back for another year or two. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's only four years into a, a very promising career. He comes into Arizona with, uh, over 2,000 rush yards on his career, 22 touchdowns. He's averaging 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, those are not numbers to scoff at. This guy is really, oh. really good, and I think he got lost in the shuffle of Pittsburgh a little bit at times. Although he he broke I, out in Pittsburgh too. So. Yeah, I think I think honestly he got lost in the drama. Pittsburgh yeah. is as as urinating tree keeps unfortunately having to do. It's it's like a soap opera there. Sure is. And I think <laughs> he was a side character that got buried. Yeah, unfortunately, I I hope you know I to continue on the analogy. I hope he becomes a, his own main character, because I I wish him nothing but the best. He seems very likable. He seems you know he he doesn't seem he has shown that he is um lining up to be a great running back, and I would love to see more of him. And I'm 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 betting we well, see a lot more of him on the Cardinals. And the kid's resilient like no mm-hmm. other, you know, battling oh, cancer. I mean, if, yeah, I mean. And recovering from that uh, unbelievable story from that young man who also played his college ball at Pitt. So he, he's been in Pittsburgh uh, most of his adult life. And now yeah. he's now he's a Cardinal and uh, 
super excited for him, not super excited for what he might do to my team, but we'll worry about that at a later date. Uh, super, super cool stuff for James Connor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy for him. And I, God, I, I want to tune into some more Cardinal football this next year. (laughs) I think it's going to be fun to watch. I, I, I expect, you know, Kyler Murray to continue his development. I, I hope at least, um, cause I really like him as well. Um, you, you gotta love Larry Fitzgerald. You, you, you love JJ Watt and, and you got, you can't not love James Conner. Like it's going to be a fun team to watch. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be exciting to watch. Uh, they're going to be really, really good football too. Coming out of Arizona. Yeah. Too. Not just exciting, but and really. Uh, absolutely. I'm sure you also have this, but you have like, obviously your favorite team, you know, mine's the Buccaneers, yours is the Seahawks. But then you have like probably like four or five teams that you're like, I want to watch that football as a football fan. That's going to be good football. Yeah. Those and, kind of change for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they kind of change for everyone. I'm sure is, you know, the ebbs and flows of being a franchise go for a while ago for me, that was, uh, you're not going to like this was Carolina. I really had, I, I understand dude. Um, I understand uh, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. And as much as I'm going to grit my teeth doing it, I'm going to, I'm going to be more apt to tune into some of these Cardinals games. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, for a long time, it was the Eagles. I really liked watching the Eagles play. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz was super fun to watch. They were electric. Absolutely. Uh, that Eagles team was, um, yeah. But now that that spot's been taken, you know, there's the Browns, there's the Cardinals, the Bills, Man, I like watching the Bills right now. Bills are fun. Bills I, are fun. It very well might be the Giants. Danny Dimes might hey, might get my attention. Don't count out the gazelle just yet. <laughs> the fastest man in football. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's some fun stuff happening in the NFL. Um, a lot of bright futures for people. And then kind of to, to round up our NFL talk, let's talk about a guy who is wrapping up a career. Yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman on Monday announced his retirement from football, 12 seasons, all of them with the Patriots. He is a three-time Super Bowl champ, one-time Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I believe the the official story was that he failed the physical for New England, and that's why he uh, just decided to call it a career. Uh, We talked about this the other night, too, on the phone. Uh, Dude's had an interesting career. Yeah. Um, By by the way, that physical – he had chronic knee pain, apparently. Yeah. And failed the test, and the Patriots cut him. And before going any on, he just was like, okay, I'm retiring. Yeah. You know, and it was probably the right move, man. Uh, like I said, the fact that he spent all 12 seasons in the same place, that just doesn't happen a lot in sports in general anymore. Uh, so that's cool. I always kind of like to see that when a guy spends his whole career at a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the, the X's and O's and the numbers of it go, he finishes with 620 career receptions, 41 touchdowns, uh, 6,822 receiving yards, another 2,612 return yards. Um, we don't have to get super into it right now. It is something we talked about the other night, though. Is, is this Hall of Fame worthy to you? And so I told you last night, I was like, eh, I was kind of on the fence about it. Looking more at it and what he accomplished – and I guess I had to revisit when he was Super Bowl MVP as well because I I weirdly remember him doing a lot more that game. He really didn't do that much. That was the Atlanta Super Bowl, right? No, that was the Rams Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. We, yes, 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 that's right. The, the worst Super Bowl ever. I'm just thinking of his crazy catch in the Atlanta Super oh, Bowl. Oh, yeah, that, the one that kept it 
kept the Patriots alive. Yeah, yeah. Without him, without that play, they very well probably would have lost that game. Yeah, uh, that's... but I don't, I don't think so. The more, the more I've looked at it and thought about, it, I'm like, hmm. Initially, like I was like, he's got three Super Bowl rings, but a, a one receiver is not the well, only reason for those Super Bowls. And he was really—I don't mean to to sound mean—but he was only really instrumental in one of those. Yeah, I would say uh, this isn't sour grapes on my part, but he really didn't do a ton against Seattle in Super Bowl Forty Nine when they played us. Um, outside of the big catch against Atlanta, pretty quiet that night too um obviously won the mvp against the rams but yeah i don't know i don't think it's enough to warrant a uh, trip to the hall of fame if you included the postseason numbers into all of his uh and what he was able to do in the postseason maybe but i don't know but anyway like i said earlier i don't really want to take away from the career the guy had uh he had he had undoubtedly in a Ooh, I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> he had undoubtedly a <clears throat> amazing career, well above average. And let's let's not forget, he was a seventh-round pick out of Kent State where he played quarterback. Uh, so talk about kind of unlikely guy to make it work with Belichick and the Patriots. And, and he became one of their, over the last decade, big play, big-time moments guys. I mean – that's, yeah, he did not shy down in the big games. No, and that's who Brady turned to in huge moments. Uh, you know, if, if ever there was a, a long fourth down that needed to convert it or whatever it was, nine times out of ten, Brady looked uh, Edelman's way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just uh, kind of not super surprising news on Monday when Julian announced his retirement. But uh, still, I think that he was probably the best player the Patriots had currently. And it makes you wonder what they're going to do to fill that void now. Yeah. What white receiver are they going to find? <laughs> oh, you know, Belichick's got something up his sleeve. Yep. Belichick's just going to suit up. Either that or, uh, you know, as all the memes say, his dog, his dog might draft. Yeah. The next. Um, oh, sorry. I will say there's been people speculating like, oh, he retired. So that means he can magically quote unquote get better. And then he can sign with the Buccaneers next year. And <laughs> I hate the fact that that's an actual possibility. And when Gronk, there's these rumors about Gronk last year, I was like, no, not going to happen. We don't need him. And we don't need Julian Edelman. Like, 100%, we don't need him. I don't know if there's a lot you need right now, period. Your no. team's sitting pretty, as is. But would you say no if he got healthy and it happened? I know it's a long shot, but would you say no to it? So let me let me pose this. Is it between him or and Antonio Brown? Uh, I don't know. Are you asking have, who I'd pick? Well, I'm just posing this hypothetically because we haven't re-signed Brown. And Edelman is also, you know, a fantasy. So I'm, I'm looking at those two, like who we could theoretically get that are, you know, quote unquote Brady's guys. I think I take Brown as much as I dislike him for a lot of reasons. I think Brown's just a better football player. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. I mean, right now, I would probably take Antonio Brown, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we're not going to have to worry about it. I think, unlike Gronk, I think uh, Edelman's going to stay retired. <laughs> yeah, I think so as, as well. 
But yeah, I I didn't mean to bring that back to the Buccaneers. I just oh no, you're good. I, it's it is, been a lot of memes that I've seen. It has been a, a pretty big joke going around. You know, every time a big name Patriots player leaves New England now, I know. You know that it's going to be talked about. Then possibly going to Tampa. So it just yeah. comes with the territory, I guess. Yep. No, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. We re-signed all our Super Bowl starters. First time since like what the 70s with the Steelers that that's happened. I'm... That's that's huge, man. That really is huge. And uh, those 70 Steelers, they they repeated a couple times. Large yeah. reason why. So well, you... last time that uh, they when they re-signed everybody, they made it to I think the championship game, but lost out. Yeah. So that, that's still pretty good company to be in. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you guys are going away anywhere uh, next year. I hope not. But uh, yeah, so Edelman's retired. James Conner's a Cardinal. Clowney's a Brown. Uh, it's kind of the big time NFL news that went down this week that shook out. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's always something in the old NFL. Always is. Always will be. True. And um, I, I mean, pretty soon here we're gonna have our draft episode. We are. Uh, you know, we we kind of toyed around with an idea for next week. Uh, the the pre-draft episode well i guess the pre-draft episode will be in two weeks but we'll have one episode between now and then and justin and i talked about maybe possibly if nothing huge happens in the sports world uh, between then and now doing a top five draft busts for each of our franchises um and and breaking them down and what went wrong and uh yeah is that something you'd still want to do absolutely yeah yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I've already got three names in mind for mine, so. I I have, like, one. Actually, no, that's not true. I have two. All right, all right. No spoilers yet. We'll get to it next week. But, uh, yeah, so the draft is coming up. It's going to be interesting to see what teams like New England do to fill the void that Edelman's leaving or what teams like Arizona and Cleveland do to complement the pieces they're getting. Yeah, it should be, you know, the offseason just proves to be interesting. Um, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, I suppose you got your shout out yet to do. I do. Uh, my shout out, I'm going to college hockey. Oh, dang. I am giving my shout out to the UMass Minutemen. They win their first ever men's hockey national title last Saturday over St. Cloud state. It was a five, nothing blowout win. Oh man. What a, what a score. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For hockey, that's uh, quite a bit. Uh, that is, yeah, that's that's crazy for hockey. They just, it sounds like they just poured it on them, and I know it, I just saw the stuff all over Twitter. Uh, super excited up there in the Boston area. I think I read where they, like, a bunch of students from UMass came out to welcome the team home, and there was, like, this big uh, get-together, I guess, um, and nobody got arrested is what? what i read so in boston a hockey get together i don't believe in it. boston of all places are you kidding me i don't believe it either but either way uh congrats to umass for their first ever hockey national championship for the men's way team. to go umass yeah so that's my shout out this week Excellent. So we don't talk about hockey enough so i had to uh i had to weave it in where i could we don't speaking of though i was at uh shields this last weekend um and they had seattle kraken merch I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Seattle Kraken shirt as we speak, sir. I um, I am wearing a red shirt. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh no, I'm super excited. We've talked about it before. The Kraken uh, they will start playing next fall. 
um, fall of 2021. I'm just beyond thrilled that Seattle finally has another professional sports franchise it's, I can root for. Hopefully, it's going to be awesome. Hopefully, they follow in track of the uh, success of the Mariners and Sounders, or not the Mariners, excuse me. I was going to say, boy, you are dooming boy. this franchise. <laughs> I caught myself. Uh, the Seahawks and the Sounders. Yeah, stay away from what the Mariners do. Do not do what they do. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to be average 500 team sometimes? Most times? Sometimes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, generous. <laughs> you want your best seasons to be 500? You want to hold your league's record for most wins in a season and not even make it to the championship series? Yeah, then no. follow the Mariners. Uh, anyway, yeah, no. So hockey, we need to talk about more of it. We will soon, I'm sure, with the uh, expansion draft coming up for the NHL. Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of hockey, did you see that they made a Mighty Duck show on Disney Plus? I did. I have seen that. I have not. Have you watched have it. you watched? Okay. No, I, I mean watched? I, I have not. No, I'm I'm really interested that the Mighty Ducks were like a huge, huge movies for our family growing up. Heck yeah! Gordon I mean Bombay, you know the Knuckle Puck. Oh gosh, <laughs> love them. Flying V. Flying V. Birds of a feather, man. Birds of a feather. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, um, I mean, one of my all-time favorite sports movies is still Miracle. So. Yeah, but I mean. Mighty Ducks, like <laughs> they go to like the not Olympic Olympics. Uh, the Ducks, yeah, yeah, the Mighty Ducks, yeah, 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 not the Anaheim Ducks, and yes. and they like change jerseys mid game, and it makes them win. Yeah, man. Hey, don't uh, don't rag on those superstitions. Um, it's not superstitions. I just think that's illegal. I don't think you can do that in the no, game. No, you you certainly cannot. There will be, uh, <laughs> some penalties. You know, be- we should we should watch those. We should, we should, uh, we should, uh, definitely do an, an episode. Two. I was just thinking on weird uniform rules because I know yeah. that the NCAA has some crazy ones. NCAA, the the NFL just hates fun. They do. Know, you, yeah, we could get into that too, man. Fun pictures on them. That's illegal. Yeah. So I don't know, uh, man. Last week we talked about magazines and stuff, and now this week it was very TV show movie. Yeah. actor themed uh you know we we have a wide variety of stuff that we know yeah. here not just sports. you may come here for the sports but you you i hope you stay for the other stuff we know? just hope you stay <laughs> yeah we we just want you to stay please that's the big we, thing we're we're needy no we're not needy we're <laughs> we we're are, dedicated we're, we're in dedicated. need we're not needy yeah we're in need we're in need of more of you guys to tune in every week um so please share us with your friends your family your friend, um, your 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 friends, family, your dogs, your cats, whoever you know, the neighbor across the way. Um, you can find us as always wherever podcasts are published: Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. And thank you so much for tuning in. Never forget, party like it's nineteen seventy six.